Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. God is a great steward of all the things that he lets into our lives. Now, what do I mean by that? God takes everything that happens to us and uses it, and he can use it for his glory and even for our good. That doesn't mean God's up there moving us around like pawns on a chessboard, but it does mean that God is sovereign, and God's sovereignty, and I've come to this, and I believe it with all my heart, is not him causing everything, but him taking everything and working it for good. That's the power of our God. And that's uh, what we want to share with you today. This is Bert Harper along with Nathan Harper. And Nathan, I want to read a Bible verse, and uh, I want us to comment on it because uh, difficulties, they're a part of life. Jesus, uh, you know, he made it plain. In this world, you're going to have these difficulties, these hardships. So here's what Paul said to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3, 4, and 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. God, uh, I'm just going to say it. He's an amazing God at what he can do with the difficulties that come into our lives, Nathan. Yeah, amen. And it's interesting you read a passage from 2 Corinthians. I, I picked a passage, and it also is from 2 <laughs> Corinthians, a few chapters later. Um, and we can come back to yours, and then we hey, can— Hey, I want to hear yours. Let's just have a discussion, but yeah. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. Now, we have this treasure in clay jars— so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. We are pressured in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Verse 10, which is can be a difficult passage to interpret, but I think the, the point is clear uh, at the end of this verse. We always carry the death of Jesus in our body, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Um, there's a missional purpose to suffering somehow, mysteriously, and it's difficult to interpret uh, when you're going through it. But um, Paul's kind of, I think Paul was going through it yep. and had gone through it and will continue to through his through his life. Um, but even in, in his own body, his suffering was revealing who Jesus was. C.S. Lewis, just one of the greatest theologians that could put it on a level that even children could understand what a gift he was to us, talked about the pain, talked about suffering. 
and the Shadowlands, and he 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 was the one that said, "I found out things through suffering and pain that I would not have known of God any other way." Hmm. I, I think that's that yeah. verse that what you were say, talking that about. Suffering, yeah, suffering was God's megaphone. It was, and and it's world. not just to us that are experiencing it; it's through us to the yeah. world as they see and hear about what we're going through. Um, when I say we, I have not had to go through anything that's difficult in my life. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, but many that have, um, God uses their life as a testimony, as a megaphone to the world to hear God speak clearly. So you could say, what in the world is God trying to accomplish in my life when I'm facing financial ruin, relationships have fallen apart and everything? Stay close to God. Uh, someone has said, stay with the stuff. By that, we're, we're talking about stay with God, stay close to Him, stay in His Word, uh, seek Him, uh, have friends that will hold you up, be accountable to one another. But listen, God God uses these times in our lives to demonstrate His grace. It really is. Uh, Nathan, I want to ask you, uh, observing others, do you notice people when they're going through hard times and how they respond to it do you do you um, I, I know you're a lot like me and a lot of things can go over your head the way it is with me I'm not as detailed and as I should be uh, but I can't help I notice that I notice yeah. when people are hurting and suffering and them staying with God when it's tough and hard, here I am. I've been saved <laughs> a long time, you know, uh, close to 60 years. I've been saved, been preaching 50 years, and I can say I still notice that. Yeah, I And do. it still encourages me when they stay with God. Absolutely. And and not trying to, like, gloss it over and say, you know, it's no big deal or I'm fine. Don't worry about me. But being real and open and honest and, and you know, not dwelling on the suffering but acknowledging it and and being real and saying, here's what I'm going through. Thank you for caring. Thank you for bringing comfort. And that's what the ver- the passage you read was about. Even those that are not being afflicted and suffering can still share in that by bringing comfort, right? And so whether you are comforting someone who's going through it or you're going through it yourself, um, it's noticeable when you are real with it, acknowledge the pain and the suffering, but then still through that, um, able to, um, whether it's in your attitude, in your words, um, trust in the Lord, uh, believe that he is working for your good, and uh, give testimony to that, to the goodness of God in the, in the difficulty. Real quickly, uh, someone that's close to us, and I remember when you were, you and Rachel uh, were about to be married, and we had the rehearsal dinner, and you went around talking to different ones you and Rachel did, and you went to your your grandmother, and um, you used the word, you're the strongest woman I've ever known. Do you remember? I do. Why? Yep. Was it because of the suffering she'd yeah, gone through? Yeah, absolutely. She's been, she had been through a lot in her life, and um, and she she was one of the ones that downplayed it, but it was obvious to those of us who were close to her and saw it and knew her story, and knew some of the things she had been through. Um, and her faith in the Lord never wavered. And that was a powerful testimony. 
And that's a heritage, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we carry it on today. And today we want you to hear this testimony of God's grace in the midst of heartache, (laughs) another heartache, and it continued. And a lot of people, when this happens, they say, God, why are you against me? But I think in this response, in this interview, you'll hear, God, what are you saying? That's what I want. God, what are you saying? That's yeah. very important, isn't it, Nathan? It is important to to ask what is what does God have for me uh, through this suffering? Um, but it's not just for you; it's missional oriented as well. It's for someone else who will hear your story and hear of the God who is who is uh, greater than the pain and the suffering, who has overcome, and who provides um, healing and help eternally and salvation eternally, and that life that uh, he's promised in Jesus Christ. That's our God that we talk about here on Exploring Missions, the God who blesses, redeems, but also carries us through the difficult times. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions this weekend. We're hoping you're having a great weekend and making sure that Jesus Christ is Lord of all, uh, Monday through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, every one of those really are holy days when Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, our our guest today on Explored Missions is Greg Davis. He's an author and Bible teacher. And uh, how I know him is through Devin and Lene Patrick. Uh, Devin is the uh, producer of Exploring Missions. He does the recording and does all these things. And Lene works there at AFA as the resource uh, center director. And they're, not only are they work associates, uh, Jan and I consider them dear friends. And when they told us about Greg, I jumped on it quickly, Greg. And uh, you came with high, high recommendation. And when it comes from Devin and Lene, it's on the top rack. Well, thank you very much, and they are wonderful people. They are, and I've gotten to know them and appreciate them. But I did want to—I looked at the overview of your story. I haven't gotten to read the book, but I read the overview and found it just fascinating of what God has brought you through. And and listen, stories like that, they do help others that are going through it. Absolutely. Have you pastored for many years? I want to ask you if you had this experience showing up at like in an emergency room, intensive care room, and they're always glad to see their pastor. Oh, pastor, thank you for coming. But while you were talking with them, somebody else walks through the door, and all of a sudden their attention is away from you and toward them. And I looked as who it is, and most of the time, and this happened I would say six or seven times or more, it would be someone who had gone through what they are going through now, but those people who walked through the door had gone through it and survived, and now they wanted to talk with them. Absolutely. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 tells us that, you know, we give praise to the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others with the same comfort that God gave us. And so that is really one of the reasons that God allows adversity to come into our lives is so that we can go through it his way, learn the lessons that we need to know, and then share those things with other people. Pain speaks loudly, doesn't it? It screams. It screams. C.S. Lewis (laughs) shouts. And people, when you're going through it, I I know people notice. They're looking. I have looked at them. Mm -hmm. I know that. 
but they look at us when we're going through it, especially if you're a preacher. <laughs> yes. Okay, they'll say, okay, now, you know, let's see how you respond. Mm-hmm. And so you've had a lot of things to respond to. And I, I want to hear your story uh, and your book about what God is doing in the ministry that God's doing. But what what has God done? What is your story? Well, it's uh, our testimony is uh, is an amazing is an amazing story of the power of God working in in people's lives. But uh, essentially, uh, my wife Nancy and I uh, have been in local church ministry for about thirty seven years. And for the last 25 years, up until last August, actually 24 and a half years, we were the lead pastors at Cornerstone Church in South Haven, Mississippi. That's South Haven, Mississippi. That, and, uh, for those of you that do not know, that's just south of Memphis, Tennessee. Right, just over the border right. of Memphis. It is a suburb of Memphis. And so, and then over the last, in 2015, we actually launched a campus, a Cornerstone campus in Tupelo. Right. And uh, that campus has exploded and done so well. There's got great leadership there, and we've let it go sovereign, and now it's called King City Church. And uh, they are just seeing all kinds of amazing things happen there that God is working through. But anyway, uh, over the last 25 years or so, a little more than that, during the time of pastoring a church, my family has had to navigate about a dozen life-threatening health issues that literally nearly killed me, my wife, my son, and my daughter. The odds were against any of us. Right now, if we were, if we were subject to the statistics, none of us would be alive. Uh, after eight years of infertility, my son, Colton, was born. And two hours after he was born, we found out that they had to rush him to ICU. And later we found out he had five heart defects first heart surgery was when he was seven days old. And so by the time he was 17 years old, he had endured six open heart surgeries and a bunch of other heart procedures. When he was two years old, my wife Nancy almost died from an autoimmune disease that took her years to recover from. And it was actually six months before her doctors told her that they thought she might survive. And, uh, and was then, it diagnosed so, early, or just uh, they have to go through a lot of waiting to see well, what, what is this? Actually, we we saw all of a sudden we saw symptoms, and we rushed her to the hospital, and they said that if you had been twenty minutes later getting here, she would have died. Yeah. And so it was it yeah. was her auto, her immune system was attacking her blood platelets, yeah. and she literally was bleeding to death internally, and right. we didn't even know it. Hmm. So anyway. Um, and then years after she did recover and got back to normal life, we wanted to expand our family, and her being pregnant again was not an option. So we prayed, and the Lord led us to adopt an orphan. So we adopted a baby girl from China two weeks after her first birthday, and uh, we knew that God had led us to this specific child because he showed us that in all of the process. And 30 days after we got back to the United States and, and landed in Memphis, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. And so the next morning, literally that day, they, they cleared the schedule of surgery the next morning and put her on the first surgery because she was on death watch that night. And when we had adopted her a few weeks earlier, she didn't have any symptoms at all. And so anyway, uh, she went through a year of chemo and radiation at St. Jude and several years of therapy to try to teach her how to walk and just be able to, you know, do things and things like that. And so after that, we had uh, her, her chance of living was less than 15%. And they said, if she does live, 
then she probably will not be able to walk or maybe even learn how to talk. And so she had virtually no chance statistically of a normal life. <laughs> but God. But God. But we had another, another couple of scares with both of them, actually two more with Colton, one more with her. And then uh, a year and a half ago, I almost died from, an auto, from a, a, a massive heart attack, uh, even though I'm very physically fit. I was walking out of the gym from lifting weights. And then three months after that, I was diagnosed with two brain aneurysms. So all of that that happened, happened while we were pastoring. And you can imagine, I might have had a few unanswered questions about, Lord, uh, I don't understand why we're having to navigate all these things. Here's what people say. I didn't know things like that happened to pastors. That everybody gets attacked in various ways. And so anyway, but the, but the amazing part of the story is that the statistics did not take us down. Uh, my son, who we didn't think was going to live, is about to turn 31 years old. And he has actually, he, you know, during his life, he's actually had certain periods where he was uh, playing sports <laughs> and, 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 you know, athletic in certain ways. And so that was amazing. That was a miracle. And then my daughter, who, you know, they said probably wouldn't live. And if she does, she won't be able to do anything. She's 23 years old. She's finished three years of college. Uh, she, all the way through her school years of elementary, junior high, and high school, most of those years, she was two years ahead of her grade level in vocabulary. And that's after switching from Chinese to English. <laughs> that's miraculous. Amen. And, uh, and so, and then my wife, Nancy, is in really, really good health. She's not having to take all the medicines they said she would just to keep her alive. And then my cardiologist almost used the word miracle when he described the fact that within a couple of weeks after my heart attack that I almost died twice that night, I had 100% blockage, 90% blockage, and more than one 85% blockage. And he said, you don't have any damage to your heart, and it is amazing that you have no damage to your heart. And I said, because the great physician protected me. So every storm that the Lord brought us to, he brought us through in miraculous victory. And I was outside uh, praying one morning on vacation several years ago, and I was talking to the Lord. I've, I've kept a devotional journal since 1988. And so I was doing my devotions on, you know, one morning early, uh, we were on vacation in Florida. And uh, I was basically, I said, Lord, I, I still don't really understand why you have allowed all these right. adversities to come into our lives while we're trying our best to fulfill our call and, and see people come into the kingdom of, you know, why we're pastoring. And uh, the Lord showed me that morning, I just happened to be, matter of fact, this uh, scripture that I mentioned a minute ago was what I was reading that morning. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse three and four, we give praise to the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. The Lord showed me that morning that the reason he allowed all of this was to train us to navigate incomprehensible adversity and keep our eyes on him so that we would now be able to step into a season of not only encouraging other people, which everyone needs it, but also equipping other people with the wisdom that God taught us about how we can navigate adversity without allowing it to destroy us spiritually. Amen. What a journey. And who we're talking to today is Greg Davis, and Greg has written a book, Standing Strong, and what is the name of that book? Standing Strong in, in the, the storm. storm. That's exactly right, and uh, sounds like you could have said Standing Strong in the Storms. 
Yes. You got what I'm saying? Yes. And uh, God is faithful, isn't he? He absolutely is. It is so amazing that if if we navigate adversity according to God, see, some people, everyone listening to this program right now, we all know people who have been ruined by the crisis in their lives. There are people who have been ruined by their storms and other people have been refined by their storms. And storms can lead us to destruction or if we keep our eyes and our focus on the Lord, it can lead us to our destiny. You mean looking unto Jesus is Keeping. more than a cliche? Absolutely. It is a life. It is a life goal that we look unto Jesus. Absolutely. We have to keep our eyes on the Lord. Well, is this what motivated you to write your book? Yes. To let others know and be encouraged and At, equipped? Yes. The morning that I was praying and the Lord, the Lord showed me that, um, I realized, okay, so now this is, I knew that God was going to be calling us into a season of of writing books and trying to influence people all over the world if possible. And that, that's been coming for a long time, and I've known it. Uh, but I was waiting on God's timing for it. But the Lord showed that to me, and, and I realized, you know what? The fact that God has brought us through all these things so miraculously and taught us ways to navigate adversity according to the scriptures and, and not allowing our emotions to control us. Right. Not allowing our focus to only be on the crisis. And so uh, I knew that this was a new calling, and I realized that the more people that we can impact with these messages and with the, with the gospel of Christ through this situation, these situations, the more people we can impact, the more sense it makes of everything I had to watch my children mm-hmm. suffer. And Sounds so, like you're passionate about that, group. Absolutely passionate. It is our new call. It's the new focus of our calling. And it's so amazing, the timing, because the Lord set all of this up for the book to come out uh, in September of 22, right, you know, kind of after COVID. Right. I have never seen a higher percentage of people that are struggling. Right. There are more people right now that are depressed, that are distressed. There are more people right now that virtually cannot see any hope in their lives whatsoever. And so the core message of this book, we've had great testimonies from people. I've actually had people tell me that this book and the core message of the book that I preach in churches has, I've had people tell me that their depression went away, even after losing loved ones, because it changed their perspective about what they had gone through. And I actually had one, one man at a book table one time tell me that it saved his life. Yeah. And evidently, yeah. he was com- he was planning a suicide. Well, it does. And so we're getting amazing testimonies from the book being Im- that are people from people that are being impacted, and that's our passion is to see people's lives changed and see them encouraged, but also equipped. Amen. So that what a combination. Absolutely, it is. Well, that in mind, how can people contact you if they wanted you to come and speak? Okay. Uh, my website is gregdavisonline.com. And on the website, uh, there is a contact page where that uh, anyone can email me. And uh, there's also a, 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 you know, a page where they've got information if they want to do like a speaking request or whatever. But those are, those are on the page uh, on, on gregdavisonline.com. And, and you're available. For that speaking. Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's, it's and how very, can they get a hold of your book? Uh, they can also, well, it is a, they can also get the book on my website, 
there is a button there where that they can buy. And there's actually a, a bundle of things. Uh, the, the publisher really loved the content, and so they, they created a study guide companion volume. And also, we record, I recorded the audio book myself, and then we recorded a, a video master class of me teaching the nugget of truth in every chapter of the book. And some churches are using that as a small group curriculum. Right. You know, with the book, the study guide, and the video series. And so all of that is available on the website. There's a button there that says buy my book, and they can click and do that. And so it's available on gregdavisonline.com, but it's also available on Amazon. Uh, it's available in, uh, you know, on websites like Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, different places like that. Well, the reason it's so exciting, because what happens when God brings you through things that you've gone through, that's God has you on mission for God. Absolutely. To, to encourage and equip. But there's so many others out there that need that encouragement. And then after they get the encouragement, if they're not careful, they'll just flounder. But equipping them in order to face what they're looking at and what's ahead. Right. For you, what I could, man, just one after another. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate to say this, but pastoring for 40-something years, I found out difficulties usually come in multiples. They do. It's usually not one, and uh, it's usually compounded, aren't they? That's true. And you get to saying, God, where are you? What are you trying to do? But he is refining us, and I love that word, and that's what Peter called it. Yep. He refines us that's to right. get all those impurities out. That's and right. So, brother, listen, I, <laughs> uh, Devin and Lene was right. They said, Bert, you'll love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And it's, I uh, do, man. It, you know, it's, it's not even – God does allow things like this for, for you know, for to purify us, but also – uh, that's that's one of the things that we really we struggle with when we know that we're walking very close to him and we're still facing all these difficulties. That's very difficult for us to understand. But here's the other thing. You know, when you go to the gym and you lift weights and you, you do it correctly in the right form so that you avoid an injury and you overcome the resistance of the weights over and over and over again, you get stronger and stronger and stronger and your capacity goes higher. We understand that in the gym, but we struggle with it in the life. But the thing, same thing is true. In life, if we, when we're overcoming the adversity, when we're overcoming the resistance of adversity, but we do it with the right form to avoid injury to our spirit, then we get stronger and stronger and stronger, and God can use us at higher levels than we were ever be able to use before. No wonder God said, have you considered my servant Job? That's absolutely. I mean, it really is. And those of you who are discouraged right now because of difficulties in your life, they could be physical, they can be financial, they can be relational, they can be so many things. And you say, God, what are you doing? Yeah, refining, purifying, but also growing you. I found this out, Greg, as we come close to the end, is that, you know, for a believer, you expect difficulties in the world. Mm -hmm. But we're ours is compounded because whom he loves, he disciplines. And then he says, I want you to produce much fruit. Guess what you have to do? You got to be pruned. That's right. And pruning can be painful. That's can't right. It? And sound like you've been pruned quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. And that's the reason. Let me suggest to you that you find this book, Standing Strong in the Storm. Mm -hmm. And so, Greg, thank you for being with us. 
Well, I certainly appreciate the opportunity to uh, to share our testimony and encourage people out there that are struggling because God can help anybody through their storms if they keep their eyes on Him. Amen. Thank you for listening to Exploring Mission, and I pray you would be on mission for our God. Amen.